0: Welcome to the Shepherd King podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Welcome to the Shepherd King podcast. In our last two episodes, we had the chance of sharing about the Shepherd King podcast, the vision behind this podcast, the reason why we chose the name The Shepherd King, and also about the ministry behind this podcast. On this episode, we are starting a new series, and our goal is to talk about both of God's institutions, church and government. We will start by describing government, and then we will move on to what the relationship between church and government should look like. But for this episode we will talk about god's institution of government greg how do the scriptures define government
1: that is an excellent question leo and it really gets into the root of why we are doing this podcast and the reason that is is the bible says that government is an institution of gods and if that is true as we believe the bible is true that means we as christians need to be concerned about government and even and more importantly, we have to be concerned with how God views government through the lens of the scriptures. If it's merely a human institution, we can view it through merely human lens, but that is not what the scriptures teach us. And there's two verses I really want to look at here today, Leo. Mm-hmm. The first and the primary verse I want to look at is Romans chapter 13, verse 1 It says, Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, Mm -hmm. since there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. Mm -hmm. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and all those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror of good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the government authority? Do what is good, and you have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good. Hmm. I also want to take a look at 1 Peter chapter 2. The Apostle Peter writes in verse 13, Submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the emperor or to the supreme authority or to the governors as those sent out by him, to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. Government, according to the Bible... Is an institution of God's and is the institution of justice, it is the institution of order. And when I think about government, I, I see God's grace in it, Leo. God could have simply left us as people to our sinful nature right. with nothing to place us in check. And you think about what sin's done to creation. Sin harms us the relationship with ourselves, it harms our relationship with others, and it harms our relationship with the created earth. Mm -hmm. And as a result of thousands of years of consequence of sin, there is havoc in culture. And if God simply left mankind to their own vices, who knows what we would have done to ourselves very long ago. Mm -hmm. But God in his graciousness said, I'm going to institute government And it's going to bring some form of order. Though fallen and made many atrocities to human history, government has allowed mankind to, at best on this sinful side of eternity, live at peace with itself and allow us to somewhat enjoy the creation that God created for us.
0: That's amazing, Greg. seems like as we look through the scriptures, government becomes more of a blessing to all of us right? That is right. What is the contrast you see between the scripture's definition of government and our current culture's definition of government?
1: When I look at our current culture today, I think most of us would look at government through the lens of politics. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, some really pay attention to the governing side of government, the part that makes laws and provides social services. And a lot of us interact with government on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. But most of us think of politics. They think of what's going on latest in the latest talk shows where the latest talking heads, saying about different government leaders. We view our government leaders more as politicians today than we do as authorities from God. And politics is not a godly institution. It's a man-created one. And it's man's way to do government. And because of people's sinful nature, Politics tends to show more of a wicked side of ourselves. It's more of a, a game for power, a game for fame and reputation, and really manipulation. Mm-hmm. But government is a servant in God's lens. It is here to serve the people that it is over. So for reasons above both of our pay grades, Leo, we find ourselves in the United States of America in the United States of America, the government's job is to serve the more than 320 million Americans that call this place home. Mm-hmm. It is meant to be a blessing to them. So something we talk about regularly that we really need to move forward within our culture today is we need to learn to live past the election. Elections are important. You and I are blessed to, to live in a land where we get to choose those who lead over us. Right. But elections have an endpoint. And when they're finished, a new government has formed. And that government must govern. God expects it to govern. And it governs by serving people and providing them what they need, not what they want, but what they need. And that is true biblical governance.
0: That's, that's really great, Greg. Greg, can we find examples throughout history of good governing leaders? that really understood this concept of going beyond politics, going beyond uh, elections, um, seeking to serve the people, setting a good example to the people. Um, does anything come to your mind? Does anybody come to your mind when you think about an example of somebody that understands the biblical definition mm-hmm. of government?
1: Well, first I, I think of the scriptures, right? I think of King David. So said, King David ruled with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. And the people of Israel were largely extremely blessed under King David. And I think of King Solomon and the Mm scriptures. Solomon felt an incredible burden to inherit the kingdom of God from his dad. And King Solomon, when God said, I will give you anything you want, Solomon, anything you want, he said for wisdom. And he says, I want wisdom so I may govern this great people Mm -hmm. of yours. He was thinking through the lens of, how do I serve these individuals as their king? So I think of that in scriptures. In history, I I think of individuals, just in American history, like Abraham Lincoln, Mm -hmm. who saw a nation ripping in two and decided that he was gonna do what he thought was ultimately best for the American people, Mm -hmm. even if it cost him everything. His election caused 11 states to leave the Union because of his convictions. He nearly lost the 1864 re-election. But he truly believed in a united America that stood beyond, stood on the principles laid out in the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal. And really risked a lot of his political career in that. So if I was to think of a good American elected official, Abraham Lincoln by far, He'd be the first to come to mind, and George Washington, a close second. And you, you even see this again in the scriptures with the Pharaoh under, King jo, under Joseph, mm-hmm. when Pharaoh had the heart to listen to a Hebrew yeah. um, because he truly was worried about his people and he wanted to do his best for his people. That's why he did it. So I think there's countless examples, and we could really unpack a lot of human history in this. I mean, there's been many forms of governments since God created the world. Right. Greg, you mentioned
0: uh, government is an institution of justice. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, 1 Peter 2.13 says that uh, it is here to punish evil and reward good. So that's... Kind of a foundation of justice, and what is good and evil? Well, if we look at our human hearts, the Scriptures tells us in Jeremiah the heart is deceptive above all things. Mm-hmm. So the last place we want to look is our human hearts determine good and evil. So what is good? Well, God is good. God in His very character is good. So we want to look at the attributes of God, and and government is here to make it easier to pursue righteousness, to clear pathways, to pursue things and that are the characteristics of our God, of our Lord Jesus Christ. But then you think of the punishing evil as obstacles to do not do the things that go against the character of God. Mm-hmm. Government should make it harder to sin and easier to pursue righteousness. But in our human hearts, because we're wicked and hearts to set them above all things, we actually end up doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. We tend to make it easier to sin and harder to do righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that is not a righteous government.
0: Thanks so much for sharing that, Greg. He's still on the topic of justice. Why is justice so important
1: to our society? So we all share this planet in common, and we have for a very long time. And this earth reflects the characters of God throughout it. And one of the things that reflects the character of God is justice. God is a God of justice, that is who he is and his being. And government is the created thing that reflects justice. And you wonder how important is justice to God? Well, the cross itself is a symbol of justice. Justice was important enough to God to kill a son. Hmm. If justice didn't matter, Jesus did not have to die on that cross. God could have simply forgiven sins, but it violates his character of justice to do so. So Jesus took that payment. But it's also important we recognize justice on that cross, we also have to understand another character attribute of God, and that is mercy. If God was not merciful, Jesus did not have to die on that cross. God could have simply left us with the consequences of punishment of our sins. And government is a reflection of God who is 100% just and 100% merciful at the same time. And that is why government has been so difficult for us to do throughout human history, because we as people are not fully just and fully merciful. Because it's God's not 50% just, he's not 50% merciful, he's always just and he's always merciful. And we tend to bounce back and forth And our laws throughout history will reflect that. We will significantly decriminalize things to be more merciful and crime rates will go up. And then we over-respond and we significantly tighten up our laws and we strengthen them. And our garment turns almost oppressive, like we're lording people's wrongs over them. It is so hard for us to get this perfect balance. And that is why it's so important to view government through the lens of God. Because he is the only one that we can find true justice and true mercy and perfect harmony in.
0: Greg, if you are sitting across the table from a governing authority, maybe a lawmaker, how would you encourage the lawmaker that's feeling the burden of carrying that perfect balance between justice and mercy, trying to come up with laws that will impact, for example, in Iowa, over 3 million people, in the U.S., over 300 million people?
1: That's a great question, Leo. And it's at the heart of what we do, isn't it? And this is for any governing authority in the world, really. We think about King Solomon. King Solomon knew that he desperately needed wisdom, not from any person in the world, but from God to really institute justice. Solomon understood the difficult balance between justice and mercy, and he depended greatly on God. So the governing authority needs to be dependent on God. They need to walk with God. What does this practically look like? Well, first you need to be born again. Dependency on God is understanding that you need a savior. Mm -hmm. It understands that Jesus Christ is the only one that I can pursue and actually be righteous in, and that's his work on the cross. That's the first step of humility. The next step is you need to be in a church. You need to be a person under authority. The last thing you want to be as a governing leader is someone not under authority. I encourage you to join a church and put yourself under the authority of the church because that's what puts you under the authority of Christ. Next, you need to read your Bible every day. How are you going to get wisdom from the Lord if you're not reading his word? And it's not something you read once. It's something that we need fed day after day after day. And you need to be a person of prayer. Mm. A person that has a prayer life that reflects dependency in the Lord, crying out and asking for wisdom. Because God says he will give wisdom to those who ask for it. And those are just practical steps that Christians have been taking for a very long time. And what we have seen, the Lord Holy Spirit does move and the governing authorities can carry this out with God's strength.
0: That's so great. Greg, uh, would you mind sharing a little bit of what is the role of the Church Ambassador Network in this?
1: Well, the Church Ambassador Network, how I often look at it is we are introducing people to the king of kings. Hmm. The most important thing I believe we do is we help the king see who they are in Jesus Christ. Hmm. And when I say king, I mean our legislators today, whether they be members of parliament Our members of a legislative body like we have in the United States of America, our governors and prime ministers and presidents, our Supreme Court judges throughout the world, them understanding that God created the institution of government, they are shepherds of it, and that Jesus is the perfect shepherd, and constantly pointing them back to the king of kings, Jesus Christ. I believe that is the greatest gift the church can give government today.
0: Greg, we're getting to the end of our time here. Uh, would you mind sharing a little bit of what we're looking to do in our next episodes?
1: Yes, yeah, so, Leah, you asked a great question about what kind of discussion we'd have with a, a governing authority in the room here today. Well, next episode, I really want to get into Romans 13 called our governing authorities ministers of God. I really want to get into who are these ministers of God? What are they called to do? And my favorite verse when it comes to governments, Romans 13.4, it says, government's God's servant for your good. In the next episode, we're really going to unpack what does it mean to be a servant for good.
0: That's great, great. I'm looking forward to that time together. Um, I hope that this episode was helpful to you as we look to the scriptures to define what government is and what it does. So thanks so much for joining us today. And stay tuned for the next episodes. We're really excited to talk about God and government through the lens of the scripture. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com church.